to uh, Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. Well, look who else is here. Oh, Auntie's here. Good to see you. I didn't see you when I was over there earlier. You must have slipped in. Okay. That's good. Lori Jones just slipped in on me, too. You don't think I don't notice things? Luke chapter 9, verse 62. Merry Christmas, everybody. Are you enjoying the season? I'll tell you a good thing. How many humbugs we got left? Any, any humbugs? Any grinches? She got right, finally. This one over here. We got one here. I, I got this satellite radio in my truck. And I've been listening to Christmas music for about a month now, and I'm just all in. I'm all in. I'm all in for Christmas. So, kind of set the mood. I know every Christmas song there is. All right, we're looking at uh, Luke nine and verse sixty-two. I want to. I want to think about being a halfway disciple. I want to think about being a halfway, a halfway disciple. Very simple thing for us to look at. Jesus will refer to his one verse statement here. It's you know it's separated from the others. And verse sixty two, and Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Now the kingdom of God is the work of God, the church what we do in the Lord's ministry, Lord's work. And uh, so, yeah, thank you. Halfway up a mountain was a resting home, a resting house. The party would climb the mountain, and there they could stop and rest. They would rest a short time, or the plan was that they could rest a short time there in the rest house and proceed up the mountain. But this is where many of the climbers would stop and not continue up the mountain. All the people started with good intentions. They were excited. They were promoting the adventure. They were telling others about the exciting journey they were on. They were glad to be a part of the group, just generally positive. But they made it to that resting place, that rest home, and there they found others sitting there, and they would hear people making excuse. They would hear people complaining there. Many discouraged others at the resting house. They would talk about how steep the mountain was. And they would talk about how few people really tried to make the complete journey. And they would talk about how comfortable it was there at the resting house. Those who stopped there were resting, but they missed the glorious summit that the whole trip was about. It was about going to the top. Now, they would have soothing reasons for not continuing. Now, Christian, are you hearing the message? It is easier to live in the resting house 
than to climb that mountain that God has put before you. If you relax too long at the resting house, you'll find that self will compliment you and say how nice it is. Satan, he's encouraged by it. And many of the world are parked there at the resting house. How many of us as Christians go part way up the mountain stopping short of where God wants us to go? Familiar surroundings, comfortable life and living there. Makes us scratch our head sometimes as we evaluate Christians. We wonder, has that Christian only made a profession of faith or do they really possess salvation? Do we not all think that way when we're looking at others that don't continue up the mountain? Was it only in their head or was there a heart conversion? Now getting saved is like putting our hand to a plow is what Jesus is saying. Look at it here. He said, Jesus said to him, no man having put his hand to the plow is, and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Getting saved is like putting your hand to a plow. Now i got a plow today. God provided me with this plow. Anybody ever seen one of these? Now the one I uh, am familiar with, it was a hurl. This one is the blade, the one blade. You plow deep with this, right? Anybody ever familiar with this? Now, See, I remember when I was a kid, I played with this thing. Not this one, but one like it. Anybody ever play with it as a kid? My grandfather had one out by the garden. Uh, they, they had the newer equipment, but that was there because for some reason he would use that to scratch around. Remember, this man grew up behind, uh, a, you know, with a plow with, a, with an animal, I guess a mule. And so they had that thing. And I remember so many times that, that I, would, I would play with that thing. I, I wasn't big enough to get a hold of the handles. There was, there was another bar down there, and I'd grab it down there at my size. I've been, I was fascinated with that. I enjoyed it. It didn't take much to entertain me. I didn't have a cell phone. They didn't let me have one back then. And I, I remembered I, I'd grab that plow, and, and uh, it was bigger than I was. Christian life ever seemed like it's bigger than you are? I would till in the garden with it a little bit. And I noticed when I got deeper with it, it was not as fun to push. Right? And I remember when I'd get into the grass out there, it just didn't plow very well in the grass. It was hard. And so I spent my time scratching the surface in the ground that it was already plowed by my grandfather. I, I, I didn't want to get in that untilled soil. Right? Do you get my story? The Christian life is like taking a plow. It's, it's so much fun at first, and it, it's so much fun if the ground is already plowed that you're plowing in, and, and you can just act like you're really plowing deep. Man, See, when it asks, preacher, have you ever operated one of those plow? I can say, yeah, I did. But in reality, I only played with it. Jesus said, if, he said, no man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom. The kingdom work, the, 
the Christian life is, is not designed for you to go to heaven. God didn't save you to take you to heaven. That's one of the benefits of being saved. Can you all agree? That's a benefit of being saved. And actually, we're to experience heaven on earth in reality, a walk with God as a Christian. But the Christian life is to put us on a journey up a hill, up a mountain. And that thing, sometimes it's not too bad, but sometimes it gets steep. Sometimes we've got our hand to the plow and it plows easy. Sometimes it's difficult. And it seems that God has put us on this journey to see what we can do. I've been saved for a long time and I've about come to the conclusion that that's the Christian life. It's not for us to have a big hoopla all the time. It's not about us just really coming to the place where we can relax. But God has a mountain ahead of us at any age of our life. The plow, see, is getting beyond the surface. That's what the plow is. The plow is to get involved in Christian service. A Christian can be saved and not surrendered. Would you agree with that? We can just toy with the Christian life. We can toy with serving God. We can toy with reading the Bible. We can just toy with the prayer life. We can just stay on the surface and keep it comfortable and keep it nice and clean and look presentable and be in our best behavior. The priority being self. The priority being personal issues that we care about. But not surrendered. We just play with the plow like I did. Never really putting it to work. Never really putting it down in the soil to plow deeper, which it was designed to get rid of the weeds. It was designed to plow deeper the plant. That's the Christian life. That's the plow. It's the Christian life. That's the plow. It's not coming to church and enjoying a singing service, although we should enjoy the singing service. It shouldn't be punishment to us, right? We should enjoy it. It's not even for us to come to hear a sermon and, and go out and say, you know, that wasn't so hot today, or, oh, boy, that was the greatest sermon I ever heard. And uh, it's not about that. It's about us living the Christian life on the journey that God has placed us on. It's winning people, other people to Christ. It's serving other people. It's serving in the church. It's serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And sometimes it gets hard. Has it gotten hard yet for you? It should take about six months before it gets hard. But see, we can avoid that hard place. We can just kind of drop out a little while. We can kind of go to the resting house. Just kind of take it easy. Talk to other people. Listen to them soothing us. Telling us it's all going to be okay. We can sit. Remember Bob's old saying? We can sit and then we'll sire, right? <laughs> Got to be careful. While sitting, not serving, we, we can make excuse. We can become a worldly Christian. We can become someone that can fit in and, and get along. And we, we, These things are against the journey that God has placed us on. It's all under the category of not being surrendered to the plow. Being surrendered to the plow is what God wants in our life. 
I'm not trying to make the Christian life all difficult. I'm not trying to make it all just all work. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying you don't have any problems when it's easy. I'm trying to address when it's difficult. And we have to be surrendered for that. Are you enjoying the Christian life? Are you in one of those good times when things are going well? Or are you in that tough soil? In John, I mean not John, but Matthew 8 and Luke 8, Jesus talks about the, the seed and the soils. And sometimes it's tough in that soil. The plow is for us to dig. It's for us to plant. It's for us to find root. It's for us to become the Christian. Now listen, a lot of people come and go. In the Christian life, you know, one good benefit about the pastor being here as long as I... I've watched a lot of people come and go. People can come and, and talk to me and say, do you remember so-and-so? And I think, man, I don't remember. I've been through so many experiences, I don't remember it all. And sometimes I probably wouldn't think enough about that. But I've watched people come and go. Some come here for a while and God moves them to another place. Some come here a while and then they get stuck. Some come and they produce fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. But you know, the reality is this. The person that's living the successful Christian life is the one that continues to the end. The one that enjoys the fellowship of other Christians and enjoys the, being a part of the, the, the things that are not really necessary for us to be a part of in the Christian life. You've got to learn to love it if you're going to live it. And if it's got to be your flavor, you better look out. I was laughed at last night when I told some people about me and Beats. How many like beets? Raise your hand. Oh, Lord God. How many of them hate beets? All right, I hate beets. But I eat them. And I was asked, Preacher, why do you eat beets and you hate them? Because I'm going to try to learn to like them. They taste like dirt to me. Anybody agree when they taste? You, you know I know what I'm talking about. I, I, they taste like dirt to me. But I hear all the benefits of beets, don't you? The Christian life, sometimes you have to take a bite of things that you've never eaten before. And you know what? Sometimes you're not going to like it the first time you eat it. I am a testimony of this. I didn't like broccoli. The only thing I liked when I was young is mashed potatoes. Didn't even like baked ones. Mashed potatoes and steak and hamburgers. Good life there, right? But the Christian life, for you to experience the full benefits of being the Christian and going up the mountain, and, and you've got to learn to eat what God puts in front of you. That's how you get your roots. But it's so easy for us as Christians to be not surrendered, not serving, and because of this, we are not enjoying the joy. We're not sharing the joy. And we're not going to be satisfied. Jesus said in John 10, he said, The thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. We know Satan's goals. Steal, 
kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. Now, can I say to you this? The abundance of the Christian life comes from you putting your hand to the plow. Jesus said to him, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. Now he talks about looking back. It's the equivalent of not looking to the Lord. It's the equivalent of not looking at the kingdom, not looking at the journey ahead, ahead but looking back. And The ideal from the, from the text is to look back at how life was before I got saved. And, and let me tell you something. There is a point in the Christian life where you can look back, and not just one point, but many points along the journey, that you can look back at your life before you got into the journey, and you can say, you know, I had it better then than I do now. Satan will paint that picture for you. He'll make it look so real and so good. But what we've got to learn to do is discern what is real and what is a mirage. People that climb halfway up the mountain and rest for a while. Many times they determine that it's not worth the effort and they turn back. They've been looking back, so they turn back. And uh, we we don't know if they're really Christians or not. It confuses us. But people do it. Over in 1 John, I have a verse for you. It says in 1 John chapter 2, Verse 19, it says, They went out from us, but they were not all of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us, that they went out, that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. You know, that's a powerful scripture there in John. John was asked a question about are people really saved and, and how do they continue the Christian life? And people were wondering at that time about what about people that go a little ways on the journey and they, they, they turn their back and go the other way. And John noticed what he said. They went out from us, but they were not all of us. Did you get the all? You know what he said there and what he's implying? Some that don't continue with us are of us. But they're just not continuing with us. But he said, they're not all of us. Some people turn back because they're really not a Christian. And it will keep us confused if you focus on that. you'll stay confused. It's not your focus to judge other people, though, whether they are or not. It's our goal to judge ourselves and to continue up the mountain and encourage other people to get in the journey with us. See, the truth of believing is this truth that God comforts our heart in believing. And we're saved by the grace of God and we're going to go to heaven on the merits of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a great comfort to us. And it's a truth that some people don't go all the way up the journey. Some people don't go all the way to the top of the mountain. That's the Christian life, folks. Now, a question to you, the one I want us to look at. Now, notice he didn't say 
Let's just see what he said in verse 62. And Jesus said to him, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit. Is fit. Now that doesn't say they're not going to be a part of the kingdom of God. He said they're not fit. Now you know, I, I, I got into the 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 the, the thing where we walked this what's the what we call that Deidre this fall run for life I got in on the run for life but was I fit for it no I wasn't fit for it and did I make it all the way to the end no I had a hurt knee and I didn't get to finish you know why I didn't get to finish I wasn't fit but you know what as I continued those weeks with this group of young people, I became more fit. I actually got pretty good shape. So he's not saying you're not going. He said you're just not fit for the journey. And here's the truth of it all. is As a Christian, if you'll continue in the journey, you become more fit for the journey. And by the time that you enter the kingdom of heaven as a part of the kingdom of God, God will have you prepared to be a part of eternity. So let me encourage you as a Christian. You don't have to be fit to get in the journey. The journey will make you fit. Get in on it. Let's go and don't get stopped. Rest if you must. But don't stop at the resting house and continue up the journey. In closing, let me say this. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got a birthday tomorrow. And I, I take cash or checks. I'll figure out a way to cash them. But, but that's not my point. I have noticed as I get older, that resting house, looks more soothing to me than it ever did before. Can anybody getting older, can you identify with this? Oh. But is that God's plan for us? Is that God's goal? He wants us to rest a while and then continue on the journey up this mountain. Put your hand to the plow and plow deep. And God will make you fit as you continue the journey. And you'll have just enough to go to the next step. So here it is. I want to encourage you to continue the journey, to get off the rest, and to go up the mountain. And I'm going to try to do it too. Let's bow our heads. So how do you get in this thing? I always want to give an invitation to the gospel when I preach. You don't, you don't go to heaven because you're on the journey. You go to heaven because you have Christ as your Savior. If you're here today and you are not a Christian, I want to tell you that Jesus loves you, that he died on the cross for you, and that he'll save you today if you'll come. Today is the day of salvation. Now is accepted time. Let's pray together, then we'll stand. Father, we come before you. And Lord, as we look at the journey of the Christian life, there's a plow. That's the Christian life. And we're to lay it deep. And we're to plow the soil. 
Boy, there's some of us that need to get back into the game. We need to get back into the journey. I pray, Lord, that that commitment would be made to continue, to stop at the resting house and to continue. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus, that the day would be their day that they trust you and get saved. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand. I am without that thy and that to the of God I come I come let's, let's sing it just as if you need to come for any reason today, maybe you need to follow the Lord in baptism, maybe you need to unite with the church, we invite you and encourage you to come. bow our head and let Keith continue. Just bow our heads for a moment. Keith, continue. Anyone else need to come? I need to get back in the journey. Yeah.